All right, before we kick this one off, I wanted to dedicate this one to my childhood friend of 30 years, Matt McKnight, who passed away unexpectedly last week at the age of 36. And I'd never really put this into thought or into perspective, but growing up as an only child, Matt was really the closest thing I had to a brother. He was the first friend, I, first friend that I met when my parents moved us out of the trailer park and into a, a new neighborhood back in 1992. And Matt and I did everything together. We rode to school together every day, played sports on several different teams. He was a Catholic, but at the time, the Southern Baptist girls were a lot better looking. So we went to church with me. We got into trouble together. Just a lot of really solid core memories there. And if you didn't know Matt, it's, it's kind of hard to put into words the kind of guy that he was. But he always had a larger than life personality and was probably the wittiest person I've ever known. I really think he could have had a successful stand up career. I think one of the things I appreciated and learned the most about Matt was that he was always authentic his entire life, especially those teenage adolescent years. You know, it's real easy to kind of become like a chameleon trying to blend in with your peers, sometimes change the way that you talk and act. But Matt was always true to himself. And I think that's a big reason why he was such a happy dude. I also think this is a good opportunity to express that I am a Christian and I especially stand with the word of God on all the current political hot button topics. But to Matt's family, if you're out there listening to this snippet, Lisa, Lucky, Mikey, and Emily, I'm of the mindset that funerals and visitations are for the living. And I guess what I'm getting at is that based off of several conversations I had with Matt growing up, I do believe that he is in heaven right now. And one of the lessons that I've had to learn the hard way from all this, and honestly, is something I need to be reminded of continually, is not to take people for granted, especially friends and family. Matt was definitely a better friend to me than I was to him, and I have a lot of regret by not connecting with Matt over the past decade, really the last 15 years. I kind of let work and school and family become an excuse, uh, but I could have always carved out time if I really wanted to. So that's a lesson I'm going to try my best to remember moving forward. And Matt, if you're listening, I'll see you on the other side one day, brother. What's happening, everybody? Happy Labor Day, and welcome to another episode of the Better Faster Podcast. Today, I wanted to give a recap of my experience with Dan John's Easy Strength Program. It's one that's been around forever, really solid, tried and true program based off of the keep it simple, stupid approach, based off of exercise science principles. I was a big fan. It was definitely different than what I do most of the year. And I'll dive into the nuts and bolts of this in a minute, but I want to give you a little bit of a background here. The reason why I did this is because I got really sick back in June. I had some GI stuff. I think it came from eating undercooked burgers, maybe salmonella, maybe not. But long story short, I dropped a lot of weight in a short amount of time. Went from 185 to 169. I call it the KC Cleanse. I recognize that most of this was water content, but nonetheless, it, it makes you feel drained physically and mentally in every way. And prior to this, I had been doing my own programming, which is basically my version of a functional bodybuilding program with some maintenance of Olympic lifting. And the Olympic lifting is purely because I enjoy it. Those lifts are fun for me. They are what motivate me to get into the gym and do the dang thing. So coming out the other side of this, what I wanted to do when I was, you know, down at that, you know, 169, 170 range was start with a lower volume program Take about a month to get my weight back on something very simple, maybe even boring, but rooted in, again, basic strength and conditioning principles. 
And when, when you break down how to build muscle, it's actually really, really simple. We just like to overcomplicate things. Basically, in a nutshell, what you need to do is train as heavy as possible, train as often as possible, train as fresh as possible. You, you basically need to lift heavy and do compound movements such as bench squat and deadlift as often as you can. But that's a trick, right? How often can you do these lifts with enough effort and intensity? And that's what's going to be a bit of a moving target. That's going to be based off a lot of factors, a lot of variables such as your, your age, your training age, injury history, medical history, so on and so forth. A lot of variables there. But in a nutshell, that's how you do it, right? So for me, I, I first started lifting weights around age 13, 14. And back at that time, it was Internet 1.0. That's just AOL and chat rooms. Like 2.0 was the first social media. That's when MySpace and early Facebook came out. 3.0 is where we are now. That's with everything being app-driven, right? So right now, we're basically those fat people in the chairs in the movie WALL-E. Internet 4.0 is coming, and that's going to be the neural link in the metaverse. And that's when literally everyone's going to be plugged into the matrix. And the sad thing is a lot of you out there are going to be perfectly content being in that world. It ain't for me, though. But again, back during the Internet 1.0 days, I was mostly reading things from muscle and fitness magazines, which is, you know, basically bodybuilding splits. Definitely time and a place for that. And, and today people see a lot of crazy shit on Instagram. And don't get me wrong. We post crazy stuff on our own Instagram, too, because that's what gets clicks and likes and followers. But most of our rehab programs, really, the, the the meat of it is really simple stuff. So if I could go back and talk to my 13, 14-year-old self, I would, tell, I would tell young Brandon, hey, you're not strong enough to put on muscle. You need to get strong. And what you need to do is squat and deadlift more. But I digress. If you're not familiar with easy strength, I'd recommend the book, although it's not needed. There is actually a blog post on T Nation. It's called the, the 40 Workout Strength Challenge that Dan John actually wrote himself. And what I'll do is I'll link it in the show notes. And it tells you everything you need to know about the training split. The book is really good, though. It's really good to get the background information from a Dan John and, and Pavel perspective. So you can apply a lot of those principles to your clients and to your patients if you're a physical therapist or Cairo. So the way the workouts are written are for the next 40 workouts, you're going to pick five lifts. You're going to do them every workout. Never miss a rep. In fact, never even get close to struggling. Go as light as you need to go and don't go over 10 reps for any of the movements in a workout. It's going to seem easy when the weights feel light. Simply add more weight. Easy strength, right? So easy, you probably won't do it. So the way that I approached it was the following. It's a Dan John program, so you know we're going to go push, pull, squat, hinge, carry, and everything else. So my push was strict overhead. My pull was a weighted pull-up. My hinge was a deadlift. I actually added in some kettlebell swings as a bit of an intermission just because I wanted to maintain a little bit of speed, a little bit of power. My squat was the front squat, and my carry was the farmer's walk. Very simple, very classic scheme there. Again, this is all in that blog that's in the show notes, but the way it works is week one, Monday's day one, you're going to go two sets of five for each of those movements. Day two, two sets of five. Wednesday, you're going to do five, three, two, which means you're going to go a little bit heavier. You get a rest day on Thursday. Friday, day four, you guessed it, two by five. Saturday, two by five. And then Sunday, you get another rest day. Week two, day six, Monday. Two by five. Tuesday, this one's a little different. You're going to go six singles, right? So this is kind of a test day. So you literally do six sets of one rep. 
If the weight feels light, the weight's moving fast, you go a little heavier. Wednesday is kind of like your deload day. It, it is a deload day, essentially. It's it's one set of 10 for each of the movements. And you're going to go as light as 40% of what your heaviest lift was on that Tuesday where you did six singles. Take Thursday off. Friday is two by five. Saturday, that's day 10, five, three, two, okay? Once you finish the first 10 days, you then have the option to tweak things. For example, if you chose to do bench press as your press, you could change it to, say, incline press or maybe even strict overhead military press. For me, I just repeated the same damn thing for all 40 days. And I've known about this program for a long, long time. I mean, it's, like I said, it's been around forever. There's actually some pretty cool research that shows that well-trained and not novice lifters, whenever they do this and they follow it to a T, you're pretty much expected that you're going to increase your one rep max on your bench squat and deadlift if you chose bench squat and deadlift as your lifts by anywhere from 10 to 15%. Again, that's that's well-trained. Novice, it doesn't really matter. Novice, they just look at a weight and they're going to get stronger for the first six weeks. And essentially, the, my thoughts with this are that it's 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 mostly strength based, right? Because that's where we're going in those you know lower rep ranges. But there is a little bit of hypertrophy involved in this. But that would be the myofibrillar hypertrophy. So that's increasing the number of myofibrils. So basically, if you think that you buy a box of spaghetti, you are basically stuffing more spaghetti noodles in that box. What we typically think about when we think about hypertrophy is more of a, a sarcoplasmic hypertrophy, sarcoplasmic being more like a like a fluid, uh, like a pump, like a bodybuilding, bodybuilding style of hypertrophy. And really and truly, you need both. Uh, Want to break that down a little bit more. Myofibril is going to be going heavy sets of four to seven reps. And we think about sarcoplasmic being anywhere from eight 20, 30 plus, because honestly, we're learning these days that those higher rep ranges with those lower weights are actually they increase hypertrophy a lot. That's kind of one of the, the hallmarks of blood flow restriction that we talk about a lot and use a lot in the clinic. So again, they're both good. You really need to train both, but I think that's what this program is essentially based around. So the results. So for me on on day one, this was the, the first two by five day. For my strict overhead, I did two by five at 135. My weighted pull up, two by five at 53. Deadlift, two by five at 350. I threw in some kettlebell swings. I did two sets of 12 at 70. My front squat, two by five at 250. And my farmer's walk, I did two laps for 100 yards a piece with 53 pounds. And we fast forward to day 39. That was the Last day of the two by five, my strict overhead, I did two by five at 170. My weighted pull up two by five with 90 pounds. My deadlift two by five at 405. Kettlebell swing, I did two sets of 10 with 88. Front squat two by five at 285. And my farmer's walk two laps 100 yards with 90s in each hand. So the results, I was successfully able to gain my weight back. So the Day I was done after the workout, weighed myself, I was 187 pounds, and you know, I just felt good in general. And uh, that was one of the things I liked a lot about it is just for me, I really enjoy strength work, lifting heavy. 
I'll jump into a CrossFit competition once a year, just get on the podium and to keep my street cred with my CrossFit patients, but I really don't enjoy doing CrossFit year round. Because I am of the belief that if you do CrossFit year round in its truest form, which is constantly varied, high intensity, functional fitness, it's going to age you, right? And that comes from James Fitzgerald himself, who was the you know inaugural CrossFit Games winner. And that's why CrossFit Games athletes don't train that way year round. I also like that it was quick. You know, on a busy day, I could get this thing done in 15, 20 minutes. If I had more time, I could stretch it out with more warm-up, cool-down, and accessory work. Again, unnecessary accessory work, but I could stretch it out to 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, really, not a lot of cons. You know, I, I lost my cardio, but I'll get that back. Just happenstance, uh, a week after I was done with this program, I just tested my cleans just to see where I was at because I hadn't touched an Olympic lift in a couple months. And I actually hit a PR. I actually hit 290 on my clean and felt like I had a little more in the tank. So uh, pretty good program. And it actually seemed to transfer pretty well. Uh, a couple other notes. I did this program basically clean. So basically clean means I wasn't on any anabolic steroids. Haven't been, but it's just a matter of time before I get on TRT, and I'll let y'all know all about that. Uh, but what I did inject was ipamorelin for endogenous growth hormone production. I did that five days a week, and I did BPC-157 for recovery. If you're interested, I buy my peptides. I get all those off of Amino Asylum, and when I tell people that, they get I get this response. So you're going to inject those sketchy peptides, yet you won't get a COVID vaccine. And my answer is yes, hell yeah, not getting vaxxed is probably the best thing I've done for my health in my entire life. And, you know, I'll be happy to do an episode about that topic in the future. See, I also take somewhere between five to 10. I just dry scoop creatine. So I just dry scoop it and slosh water around in my mouth. But I take that every single day. I fight hard to get at least one gram of protein per pound a day. The rest of the macros and calories come what may out of that. And I'll track those. Try to drink plenty of water. Of course, of course, I get copious amounts of caffeine. Too much caffeine, but I'm not a quitter. Other than that, if you're a novice, experienced lifter, or maybe someone who's wanting to change things up, I highly recommend the program. You'll definitely get stronger. It's probably going to improve your physique. And honestly, I think a lot of that stuff is just because of doing consistent heavy farmer's walks. And I also think that this kind of sparks the debate of what the base of the pyramid should be when we're talking about a traditional periodized program. Because historically, we like to think about the very, very beginning being that hypertrophy stage. And for a novice, that definitely makes more sense. You just need to get in there, get moving consistently, build up some contraction volume, sort of develop that motor engram. But on the flip side of that, I think you could also make the argument that if your goal is to build muscle, which it should be for everyone, that you probably need to get strong enough so that you can actually lift weights that are heavy enough for a certain amount of volume to actually build said muscle. Good, good episode topic. Maybe we should do that one in the future. So uh, besides that, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, smash that like button. Please tell your friends and your family, take advantage of all of those sponsors and affiliates that we have in the show notes. Keep in mind, it's a renewal year, that that year is coming to an end real quickly. And if you haven't gotten your CEUs, MedBridge. MedBridge with the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD is a sweet deal. That's actually the best deal that MedBridge offers. This is a Better Faster Podcast. I'm out. Give me the rage and let me run. Cause I ain't never had too much fun.